everyone. Welcome back to episode four of the Want to Know Something podcast. I can't believe it's already episode four. That's crazy. I know. It's actually wild. Even though it's only episode four, it's episode four. (laughs) It just feels so weird to think that we've been doing this for four weeks. We've posted an episode each week and yeah, it's been so fun. Yeah, and even though it feels like day 836 of quarantine, it, uh, yeah, it's only been, well, it's been a bit longer than four weeks, but yeah, four weeks of the podcast, and we're definitely enjoying it so far. Mm. Yeah, it's been good. It's been a good way to keep us busy, keep us working together, keep us happy. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time. Most of the time. We've definitely gotten to know each other very well over this quarantine. Mm, yeah. So that's been good. Yeah. And bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's been all good. All good. Um, yeah, today we are going to be talking about the story of us. And we're really excited to share this with you because it's going to be a two-part uh, episode. So yeah. we're going to have two parts to this. Um, today is going to be the story of us the prequel and then next week is going to be the story of us how we got together yeah do you want to share a little bit more about today sure so yeah we're just kind of be taking a look back at each of our lives kind of mainly in the year leading up to before we met um and just kind of the other different paths our life we're on lives we're on and kind of how we can we can look back now and see kind of how God is leading and guiding us mm. um, and setting up different things along the way to bring us together um, to where we are now yeah yeah so we mainly want to be sharing this because it is the story of us and the story of us is new and fresh and um, if you've been listening or you know us you know that we are engaged and we're planning on getting married and We just think that these next two episodes, talking about the story of us, talking about the year leading up to us meeting, and then how we ended up getting together, how we ended up uh, dating, and then getting engaged, and even the process of wedding planning a little bit, and um, just what that has been like living on opposite sides of the country, um, but now being together, stuck in quarantine, and there is just so much to our story, and a lot of it is very unconventional, which makes it fun and interesting, so yeah, we're we're so excited to start talking about it, and we're especially excited to be talking about it now, and I won't sh- share why, but yeah, it'll be exciting, and you'll find out soon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I can start us off a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we met in July of 2019. July 25th. July 25th. Exact. Yep. And so if we rewind a little bit back from that, thinking back to April uh, 2018, I had just returned to Canada from New Zealand where I had been previously for just over a year. Um, involved with YWAM there, had done a Bible school with YWAM as a student, and had then stayed on and staffed, and had staffed at ETS, and 
led an outreach. And kind of during my whole year in New Zealand um, was when I really got strong calling and confirmation to return to Canada and help pioneer um, a YY ministry here in Canada on Vancouver Island. Did you mention what a DTS was? Maybe. I think we have in previous. We have in previous episodes, but if you haven't listened to any of those and this is the first episode you're listening to, a DTS is a... It's like a, <laughs> a five to six month long discipleship training school Yeah, is what DTS stands for. So it's a faith-based school um, within YWAM, which stands for Youth with a Mission. And yeah, I mean, you could explain this too, but it's just such an amazing program of growing closer to God, learning more about God, and then sharing the gospel um, in a different part of the world. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's about half of it kind of like a lecture phase in a given location with teaching, faith-based teaching of life and relationships and relating relating to God and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then concludes with a two to three month trip overseas, usually kind of cross-cultural experience to mm-hmm. share the gospel um, or do other work projects or whatever it may be. But so, yeah, I knew kind of returning to Canada that that was the path God had called me on and what I had committed to. Um, and so I knew returning to Canada, my first six months would be, um, in, on the mainland where I had been living previously, just outside Vancouver, working on a farm. Um, I was going to be doing that for about six months and then moving to Vancouver Island to the city of Nanaimo in the fall of 2018. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of, where my sights were set upon returning to Canada and what was what I'd planned um, for my life kind of through that summer. Um, but meanwhile, Allie was on the other side of the country <laughs> living her own life. And why don't you share a bit about what was kind of going on for you at that time? Yeah, so for me, I had just finished my Bachelor of Education degree in July of 2018. That's when I graduated. So I was setting myself up to start working in September. Um, My goal was to be substitute teaching, um, which would hopefully lead me into a full-time position. Um, However, in August of 2018, I had an interview for a teaching-related job, and I actually got the job. And I remember going into that interview just being so excited and I just felt so good about it. I had so much peace about going into this interview and then I'm talking with um, the owner of this uh, school. It was a Montessori school and I would be teaching um, kindergarten students and it was just, it seemed so perfect to me when I was walking in doing this interview Um, she seemed very positive with our interaction and she basically hired me on the spot, which was pretty sweet. And then I remember getting back in my car after that interview and I was like, I can't take this job. And I didn't know why I felt so strongly with that because two minutes prior I was inside the Montessori school building feeling so amazing about the interview and the conversation that I had been having with the owner of the school and yeah it was it was confusing to say the least and 
I remember I called my mom right up and I told her exactly how the interview went. I told her that I was so excited about it and she knew I was excited about it and then I told her how immediately when I got in the car I had zero peace about accepting this job if they were to call me and officially ask me to take the position. Hmm. Um, and she was kind of surprised about that too and we were both kind of pondering on it and she gave me her solid advice that she always gives and she told me to pray about it and just wait it out, wait for them to call, um, see if they call, and that's what I did. I remember a couple days later, the owner called me up and she offered this job to me professionally and um, officially. Right. And I remember I turned it down and she was super surprised too because we just had such an awesome time a couple days prior. And she said she understood, and that was that. And within, I would say, three to four weeks of that conversation on the phone, she had offered me that position two other times. So all in all, that job, which I thought would be amazing, and I thought would set me up for such success in my teaching career, I turned down three times. And each time I turned down, I was like, what? am I doing? Why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel like I can't accept this job, which would just be so good and it'd be full time and I'd be really getting some amazing experience. I'd be doing what I went to school for, but just something didn't feel right. And so I went on um, and then I started supply teaching or substitute teaching in September in the public school system here in Fredericton, New Brunswick, and it was good. Um, I loved getting to see different grades. I loved getting to see um, different schools, different teaching styles. It was all really great, but there was something, I don't know, there was something that I felt was missing, and so I had applied for a second teaching-related job in October of 2018. I just felt like I wasn't maybe getting enough out of supply teaching that I could be getting with a full-time position. And as amazing as supply teaching was, it just, I felt like I, I needed more or I needed more security with my job. Um, because any of those who know a supply teacher or a supply teacher yourself know that there's no benefits. It's um, not necessarily guaranteed work, although here in New Brunswick it pretty much is. But you just never know when you're going to be working, when you're not going to be working, or what school you're going to be going to. And it can create a little bit of anxiety. Right. And that's what it was doing for me. And so, yeah, in October I applied for this second teaching-related position. Went in for the interview, much like the first job. I was so stoked and felt so good. I was excited. My friends and family knew that I was going and doing this interview. The interview process was great and amazing, and I was overqualified for the position, and it seemed all good. And she, again, basically hired me on the spot. I went in my car again, 
and felt the exact same uneasiness and lack of peace that I felt with the first job that I had applied for back in Mm. August. And I, again, was like, what is happening? Why am I like this? I was like, I need a good job. This would be such a good opportunity. I don't know what I'm doing. And I remember just being like, God, why why is this happening? I went to school, did my time for five years to become a teacher, and I've been having these great opportunities that would lead me to furthering my career here in Fredericton, and it's just not working out. I just, I don't feel that peace and confirmation from you, like this is where I should be going, and that was kind of the process for me job-wise. Um, that started creating a little bit of like, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. So, yeah. Yeah, and so it's kind of definitely crazy to look back on now and see if those opportunities had come through or if you, you know, hadn't felt that way. You definitely, we wouldn't be sitting here together right now. Mm. But, um, yeah, and at the same time that that was happening for you, I remember... That was when I was still on the mainland and I was finishing up kind of my last month of work on the farm. And it was a job, as I've mentioned before, that I really, really loved, um, worked with really great people, made pretty decent money. And yeah, it was, you know, kind of a little bit hard to give up in a sense. Um, I remember, you know, some days kind of having second thoughts because I was what I was about to step into and commit to was moving. I mean, I wasn't moving very far, just over to an island. Um, that was about an hour drive and a two-hour ferry ride away. But it was, you know, I was committing for at least three years to serve in YWAM, and it is um, a volunteer-based position, which means you don't get paid by the organization, and everyone within YWAM has to raise their own personal financial support and so that was kind of definitely a big step of faith and commitment for me was learning how to do that and stepping out and doing it and yeah and then just trusting God through the whole whole process mm. um of that and so yeah i remember through that month of october was when i was really kind of preparing um starting to do some fundraising and and yeah there was a bit of hesitancy at times to, you know, not to go through with it, but just looking at my situation, I was like, it'd be a lot easier to just stay here. You know, I have Mm -hmm. a job that I really like and it's just, you know, my whole life is packaged very nicely together with security, with friends, with money, with, you know, everything that you could want in theory. Um, you know, but I really knew, just from the journey I'd been on over the previous year and a half, that it was not what God was calling me to. And I really did want to follow and obey what it was that he was calling me to. And so, yeah, I did end up moving to to the island. Um, moved to Nanaimo November 1st, 2018. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I had to kind of integrate myself into a new city, into a new people doing ministry with um and then as I got more settled and established there got to know more people 
we began to partner and help with other ministries. Um, got to know a lot of people at the local university. And so, yeah, kind of over the first few months, definitely made some new friends and began to feel like I fit in. And, you know, the city began to feel like home. Um, and, yeah, I guess looking at, you know, the relationship aspect of my life. Um, before Ali, I'd never been in any kind of real serious relationship. And it was definitely something I'd always wanted. And I think it was probably a combination of wanting to kind of do it right the first time and also wanting, and also probably being a little bit just shy in general mm -hmm. was kind of, you know, what prevented me from maybe jumping into other relationships prior in my life. But it had definitely, you know, something that had been on my heart and I knew, I knew especially like going into, to serving in YOM full time for at least three years, um, that, you know, being, to do it with someone, to be in a relationship and eventually married to someone would be something that I really desired. But I also knew that it would be something that, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to rush into and I wouldn't, you know, would have to be the right person at the right time or else it would, mm. it would just hinder the calling, hinder me fulfilling the calling that God had put on my life and it wouldn't enhance it. And so, you know, I kind of, I think in my mind probably was kind of wary of, you know, trying to do things on my own strength or of my own, um, initiative. And I kind of think a little bit of, I mean, it's definitely not totally identical, but I think a bit of a story of Sarah and Abraham in the Bible and how God had promised them a son. And they were waiting and waiting and waiting. Nothing's happening. And eventually Sarah was like, you know what, that's just, we need a son. And so, you know, Abraham had a son through the slave girl. And that obviously was not part of God's plan and ended up creating more problems than solutions to their situation. And so, yeah, I guess looking back, I can kind of see a little bit of that and how, yeah, a relationship was definitely something I wanted, but not something I pursued. I, you know, tried to trust God and be like, okay, you know, if, if it is your will, which I mean, I believe it is, um, you know, I want to trust you to bring it to me at the right time. And so that was kind of where I was at in the first several months of me being in Nanaimo, serving there, mm. um, just kind of taking it all one day at a time and, and yeah, letting God kind of sort of those details, not yeah. knowing that it would be you at that <laughs> time that I met you, but yeah. And for me on the other side of the country at that point in time, listening to you talking about how you moved to Vancouver Island, Nanaimo in November, and you were starting your life there. I'm thinking back to November. For me, I was in a very serious relationship. I, like I had mentioned before, I was trying to secure my career here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. I thought that I was setting myself up for a life here on the East Coast, close to my family, close to my friends. Um, I've been here my whole life, and although I knew I wanted to travel, I did want to 
eventually come back and um, yeah, secure myself here. So I was in a relationship um, and we were definitely headed in the direction of marriage. And I'll be honest, I thought for sure at that point in time that was the man that I was going to marry. So you telling your story and me thinking back to where I was, like we were on just completely opposite ends of things. Um, and it's just so cool to, to see a year ago, that's where we were. And yet God still allowed us to walk the paths of coming to each other. And I just think that's so cool and so beautiful, but yeah, just continuing on, um, to January of 2019, I was still in that serious relationship. I was still trying to um, get a good teaching position here. I was supply teaching, but hoping that someone would go on maternity leave or, I mean, I wasn't hoping for someone to go on sick leave, but if they were to go on sick leave, I was very apt to hopefully take over for them. And that was kind of all that was on my mind at that point. I was trying to plan for a life with someone, plan for um, a life doing what I loved, which was teaching. Um, my sister-in-law was pregnant at the time. No, I lied. I lied. She wasn't pregnant. <laughs> the baby was born <laughs> in Bethlehem. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, no, the baby had already been born. So my niece is here in the world. Wow. I really can't get this chronological thing in my head down pat. Wow. Um, so family was a very, very huge part of my life and has always been and will always be. Um, but specifically at that time with my niece just being a baby and everyone's like cooing and cawing over this amazing precious little girl um yeah I basically thought even though I was trying to secure some things and move some things along I really thought I had my life figured out I thought that I was headed in a great direction and didn't really see any sort of change happening and mm. what followed through the next six to eight months of 2019 absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah. Should I share that now? Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. Okay. It's juicy. He's <laughs> like, bring it on. Um, so I'm in this relationship and as we're going forward and moving along, I'm feeling a little uneasy with where I was with my walk with God. And I don't know why I feel, I mean, I don't now, but maybe at the time I, w I would have felt embarrassed to talk about that, to share the fact that I thought my relationship with God was lacking or I wasn't doing as much as I could have been doing. I wasn't in the word as much as I could have been. And I remember feeling very... I don't know. I don't know if lost or alone is the right word, but I just knew that I wanted more and I knew that I could get more um, in terms of my relationship with the Lord. And I remember going to a women's conference 
and I believe the conference was in April, April or May of 2019. And I'm still in this relationship, but I go to this conference and my perspective just absolutely changed after that conference. And it was everything that I needed to hear about deepening my relationship with God and just strengthen, strengthening the intimacy within that. And I remember after that conference, I went and I went to a local um, Christian bookstore here in Fredericton and I got myself a daily devotional and I was in the Word every day and I was just like on top of the world in terms of my faith and it just felt like the the more I was praying, the more that I was in the Word, the more that I was doing these daily devotionals, the more I felt like I wasn't headed, the direction I was heading in wasn't the direction that God was calling me to. Mm. And I I took that and I mean, I had to deal with it emotionally, I had to deal with it mentally, and I definitely had to do some things in terms of my physical location to change those. And that's what I did. I ended up um, breaking it off with the guy that I was uh, with, in a relationship with. I ended up just giving my all into prayer and just allowing God to lead me to where he wanted me to go. And with doing that, I came across YWAM. Mm. I had never heard of YWAM before. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> and yep. I started looking into this thing that is talking about growing your faith. It's talking about traveling. It's talking about missions. It's talking about making God's name known. And growing up in a Christian family and growing up in a family who has been devoted to missions for some years now, I have felt that calling on my own life. So this just seemed like one big happy package that (laughs) I could go and do. And that seemed a little bit bizarre to me because... As much as I felt called to start inquiring about this and researching, I had just graduated a year prior. I was trying to secure myself here. I was trying to secure my career. And it just felt like all of that was kind of going out the window a little bit. So I was definitely a little conflicted. But the more I looked into YWAM and started inquiring about different spots throughout Canada, um... I felt more peace than I've ever felt in my entire life. Mm. And it was like there was so much chaos around me. But within that, I couldn't have felt more peace and comfort and knowingness that where I was headed was the right direction for me. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And so then you looked into a few different places, you said, but ultimately landed on YWAM Nanaimo. Yeah. So I had looked into... Um, Salem, Oregon, which is a YWAM base in the States. I had also looked into um, a base in Alberta called Turner Valley, and I was inquiring about the YWAM Nanaimo base on Vancouver Island. And it was something about the 
Vancouver Island base in Nanaimo that I was drawn to every single time that I was looking into these different bases and I eventually got all the information I needed, I applied, and I was accepted within a week or so. Right. And through all this, I was crazy praying, I was praying for confirmation, I definitely wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing. Um, I mean, I had just started working, it hadn't even been a full year of working, so I was praying for finances to work out, um, and just everything fell into place. It couldn't have worked out more perfectly, and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was where God was calling me to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and with, obviously, your previous job opportunities not working out, and, you know, with your relationship ending, and, you know, just so many things lined up for Mm -hmm. that opportunity, and um, for people listening, if you're not aware, there are, like, hundreds of YWAM locations all over the world. Yeah. Um, in North America, outside North America, Europe, Australia, New Zealand. Um, and so, yeah, did you know that when you were applying to Nanaimo that it was the very first DTS that Nanaimo was going to be running? Um, I don't know if I knew before I had inquired about the DTS, but I think just after looking at the Instagram page that YWAM Nanaimo has and um, the Facebook page and stuff like that, I think I just gathered on my own that it was the first school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for myself, kind of being there in Nanaimo, we were we were a very small staff team or like kind of people operating the base mm-hmm. and planning to run the school. And it was our very first school. And so... We were, you know, hoping and praying every day for more students. Um, there are a lot of DTSs in the world that kind of run in the 20 to 30 to 40 student range. Um, for us, being a new base with the first, very first school, we were hoping for, you know, kind of anywhere from 6 to 12 maybe. Mm. And I think we had 8, yeah, we had 8 total. Yep. Um, but I know each and every student that applied or inquired, you know, we would all celebrate and pray over and get excited for and I remember Mm -hmm. hearing hearing about your inquiry yeah um and (laughs) you know every one of us staff were definitely excited and even though I didn't know I don't think I even knew your name hadn't seen any pictures but I remember just hearing about this person who had inquired and there was a little something that jumped in my heart wondering if there might be something extra special about this person (laughs) But obviously, needless to say, there was. There was. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but yeah, that was. It's crazy. I think probably, even you know, the beginning of July of that year, neither of us probably really knew how much our lives were about to change. I never knew a life could change this drastically in a year. If someone had have asked me this time last year it is what May 7th today May 7th of 2019 if someone had have told me this is what my life would look like now I probably would have laughed at them and thought they were crazy (laughs) because never never in a million years did I think this is where I was going to be right now Hmm. with you here yeah recording this right now it's just crazy I never would have 
pictured myself here either. Yeah. But it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and we're excited for next week to kind of share the story of us from when we met till now. Our journey through until now. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's a pretty crazy story too. Mm. And I mean, our parents were involved without even really having known the other person. And there was just so, there's so many external factors to our relationship and us coming together and beginning our dating life, which led to our engaged life (laughs) pretty quick. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, we're super excited to share about that. No, it'll be, it'll be exciting. So stay tuned for part two next week. Next week, part two. We can't wait. We'll see you there. We'll see you there. Bye, guys. Thank you.